Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. It's time to talk all things Dirty Birds. It's Falcons Flyover. With John Chuckery on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Back in on the John Chuckery Show, live in the Kia Studios, Wednesday night with you, 404-741-0929. That is our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Odyssey app is how you catch us on the go. Social media is at 92 on the game. I'm at JMCH316. He's at underscore Dylan Matthews. We will talk to our buddy Bill Bender, National College football writer for the Sporting News, coming up in 20 minutes from right now. But this, of course, should not look at all things Atlanta Falcons. It is the Falcons flyover. So Patterson was held out of practice today. It just seemed kind of like, and I think they're going to do this, you know, maybe with him sprinkled in throughout the season. And, you know, look, we see it across the NFL, right? A veteran gets a day off. I don't think there's anything to it, just really more a matter of, he got a day off and this, that, and the other. No big deal. No real concern. Obviously, managing his workload is one of those things. He's not going to run it 350 times this year. He's just not. Even for as big a numbers as he put up last week, still one on the same 22 carries. So, it's just a matter of having a day off, but um, most likely he will be back uh, tomorrow. Elijah Wilkinson was back, though, today. So, he is back in the fold. So, I expect him to start on Sunday barring any crazy injury between now and Sunday, he will be back to starting. And I thought Colby Gossett played well. And I'll say again, I don't think Jalen Mayfield's coming back. I don't know. I'm not going to say we've seen the last of Mayfield, but I think at best he's on the practice squad. I think they release somebody off the practice squad and they put him there, or they don't bring him back, or they just keep him on IR or whatever. I... I think the Jalen Mayfield experiment has run its course. They're fine at interior offensive line. He doesn't add anything. He's not playing tackle. That's what they have a Fetty for, and I'm not telling you Fetty's any good, but you'd, you'd certainly trust him more than you would Mayfield anywhere at this point. So I, I think he's one of the odd men out. I, I think there's several of these guys that are not going to be around. I think Isaiah Oliver is about the only guy that I look at and say that I'm pretty content on the idea that he'll be back 
and he'll be activated and he'll be back in you know that nickel slot role. Don't know if he'll start because D. Alford's done some good things, but if anybody's going to jump back into the fold, I think it's going to be him. So, uh, but Wilkinson is back now. Miles Garrett. So here's what we know. Okay, he's been released from the hospital. He spent today at home. He is going back to the facility tomorrow. That will most likely mean treatment and therapy and things like that. We know he's got a strain in his bicep, and we know he's got a strain in, uh, what was the other thing? that? Uh, oh, shoulder. He's got a shoulder strain and a bicep strain, okay? It, I would fully expect him to play on Sunday. They need this game, by the way, the, meaning the Browns. After that game that they blew against the Jets, they need that game on Sunday. And I fully expect both he and Clowney are going to find a way to play. They're trying to keep pace with the top teams in the AFC. I fully expect both those guys are going to play on Sunday. I think Garrett's going to play. I like the fact that he's headed back to the facility tomorrow to start in on some treatments and things like that, and they'll start working him up. I think he's going to play. What we'll tell you for sure is what's going to happen on Friday. Watch Friday's news and notes about Miles Garrett. That will give you a better idea of what's going to happen. That's usually the swing day for NFL players. Because remember, they have to travel and come down here. So what happens on Friday, we'll probably tell you about whether or not he's going to play. Uh, Cordell Patterson was the Offensive Player of the Week in the NFL. So congratulations to him. Obviously, he's off to a magnificent start. And we talked about last night. Look, he's on pace for 1,700 yards. I don't think he's going to get to 1,700 yards. That's Eric Dickerson-like numbers. So I don't think he's quite going to get there. But I certainly think that I guarantee you he's going to have 1,000. 1,200 should be pretty close to automatic at this point. So you tell me he comes up with a 12, 1,300-yard season this year. Brother, he's, you know, he ought to be considering the MVP at that at that point. To have this kind of resurgence in life at his age and carry on a, a, a full workload, obviously it's a magnificent start, and he's going to be vitally important you know, this coming Sunday. You know, they've got to continue this thread of controlling the line of scrimmage. This is going to be the thing. Controlling the line of scrimmage this week is going to be a whole different battle. The Browns are arguably the number one, two, you know, maybe at worst three, but I would probably put them one, two as far as best offensive lines in the NFL. And while the interior of their defensive line is good but not great, those two guys on the outside are arguably the, you know, top one or two, three best pass rush duos in the NFL. I don't think that there are five guys that play defense better in the NFL than Miles Garrett. I'll give you Aaron Donald and maybe Khalil Mack, and I don't know where you go from there. So we'll see what happens, but should be a very, very fun matchup and a really good test for the uh, for the Falcons on Sunday. All right, let's get to some audio. Let's start with Arthur Smith at his presser today. Let's... Uh, Let's start with CP. Let's start with number two, uh, Dylan. Uh, CP, not a rah-rah leader, but genuine uh, as are the rest of the players. I think it's consistency. Um, guys know they can depend on them in tough moments. I think that's how he's earned the respect of your teammates. Uh, there's no, like, rah-rah speech that's going to change anybody, you know. Uh, we embrace uh, my policies. I, I try to develop the relationships. I, uh, you know, listen to our players. Um, you know, no problem. Anybody ever asked me why? You know, I got conviction. Like it's not a authoritative, you know, regime in there. So, um, 
we have a pretty consistent approach and a lot of good guys in that locker room and leadership comes in a lot of things. There's a lot of mythology that you hear because you do hit those two to three snippets. You look around the league and internally, whether it's other coaches or players, we all kind of know the truth and you kind of chuckle because you guys get one brand that I call it people that kind of live through their avatar. Yeah, first off, I don't know what he said in that clip. I, I literally don't know. Let me ask you this question. Do you think Dan Quinn and Dan or Dan Quinn and Dirk Cutter could have gotten the same thing out of Patterson that Arthur Smith has gotten? I don't think so. I don't think I don't think Dan and Cutter could have gotten the same thing out of Patterson that Arthur Smith has, has gotten out of him. Uh, all right, let's go to three. Uh, despite how uh, or despite how we're trending, got to prove it on Sunday. That doesn't guarantee us anything on Sunday, but yeah, we certainly feel like we're trending in the right direction. But once you start stacking some of those games. Uh, not saying anybody gets surprised, but they'll be they'll be on high alert, and that's what I, I feel like Sunday. It's going to be a heavyweight fight. It's uh, you know it's a very physical team, a really physical line, and uh, we'd like to think we're that way ourselves. But we got to go over there and battle on Sunday and prove it. Yeah, listen, I, I, this is is it a game that the Falcons can win? Yes. Is this going to be a real dogfight? I believe so. You know, the Browns are the Browns roster is a Super Bowl-ready roster. That's why they went and got Deshaun Watson. They begged Baker Mayfield to play well enough to sign him to a big contract. He couldn't do it. They were a quarterback away from being a Super Bowl team. They got the pass rush. They got the O-line. They got the running backs. They got the receivers, tight end. If their secondary can stay healthy, if Ward and, and Greedy Williams and Delpit and those guys can stay healthy, they've got all the pieces. They've drafted like crazy. They just haven't had the quarterback play. That's the big thing that's held them back. Two years ago, when they almost beat the Chiefs in the second round, Baker had been terrific in the second half, and then he collapsed. And so they put all their eggs, Jimmy Haslam put all his eggs in the Watson basket. And they're trying to stay pace. This is a really good test for the Falcons coming up uh, this weekend. All right, uh, Arthur talking about the defensive line pressure is more than just about sacks or quarterback hits. It's not just the hit sometimes. It's it's the pressure in the pocket that don't, doesn't even show up. If the quarterback can't set his feet and he's getting pushed or moves him off a spot, you know, maybe through a bull as he's going through there, and obviously you do see the hits. He had two two big hits uh, on Geno on Sunday. Okay, Geno also threw for 325 yards with about a 75% completion percentage. Where that game changed is when they put him on the ground. When they put him on the ground and he got up looking at his ear hole, that's with the football in his hand, that's when the game changed on defense. Down and distance. I'll keep saying this until they stick me in a grave. Down and distance in the NFL, man. You can change that today's game. You can do a lot with your defense out there. All right, uh, let's go to number eight. Uh, O-line is training in the right direction. Well, I mean, every year, I mean, you're talking about guys that are a year older, more familiar. I thought certainly towards the end of last year, there was a lot of growth. You could see things going to start paying off, and it's nice to see that so far. Um, yeah, I just feel like we're way more in sync as, as, as an offense. But that, that happens a lot when you're going through a pretty dramatic change. And then we still we had a lot of turnovers, a lot of new guys that weren't here last year. We had a lot of new guys last year that hadn't been there the year before. And so um, certainly, Jeff, feel like we're turning the right direction, but it's uh, we got a lot of football left. Well, the offensive line is training in the right direction other than center. 
Uh, your center's not getting a whole lot done. 46.5 PFF grade. We talked about that last night. He ranks 40th among 44 centers in the National Football League. You need him to play better. You get him to play better, you know, everything will continue to increase. If he can become more competent, you know, because right now, again, the meme, Spider-Man meme, him and Hennessy are the same guy. Same guy. So, uh, all right, here's uh, Arthur talking about the skill position people outside of Chubb for the Browns. Yeah, really good skill, guys. Amari, uh, really good route runner, really polished, really smart player. Knows how to find the, the void uh, if you're playing in zone. He's been a problem. His league's had a lot of productivity uh, when he was out in Oakland, obviously in Dallas. Um, uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, you know, he's playing, he's consistent. They're guys like our receivers. They enjoy blocking. And you see a show up on tape. They got some speed uh, with Schwartz. I mean, they're, they're a good football team. One of the big things is going to limit how much damage Kareem Hunt does catching the football out of the backfield. He's going to test your linebackers. He's got nine catches already on 10 targets and a touchdown this year. He doesn't get huge chunks of yards on it, but he's going to test your linebackers to be able to try to control him in the passing game. And he's run it pretty well. He averages over four yards a carry carrying the football. He's got 150 yards himself already. So he's one of the more dynamic backs in the league, but catching the football, which has given this team problems, and again, I know it's new personnel and things like that, but you know they're going to target Njoku, Cooper, going to go heavy at those guys, but you can't let Kareem Hunt get out and get big plays out of the, uh, the backfield. Um, one last one. Let's talk about uh, number 11, Dylan. Uh, Arthur Smith on Mariota's fumbles. You know, there's a responsibility when you're the quarterback to make sure things are, are, are right, and that's the job description. But a lot of times there's other factors that go into it. Was it, um, you know, the rush, two years layoff, he, you know, he hadn't been out there in a while. I don't necessarily think that. I think a lot of times we need to continue to improve and stuff we need to work on in practice to make sure that no matter who's back there, when you're, when you're going to ask people to do stuff and you know, give them options in a play, that, that we had a consistency. Because what can happen is just a small, minute detail, it can be catastrophic. And so we got to do, make sure we're cleaning that up. Or, just a thought, Maybe Mariota sort of is what he is, right? I mean, that that's that's always a possibility, too, that – and, again, I don't think it's coincidence. A lot of things that are not coincidence here lately. One is 33-26-20. That's not coincidence. That That's looking at the abilities of what your quarterback can and cannot do and putting them in a sweet spot. And I think – and I said this on the Wade Ford Tailgate Show last Sunday – I want to see him at 20 passes and no more. And he threw 20 last week, and they won. I think that's his sweet spot. 30, 35, not his sweet spot. High 20s, probably not his sweet spot. 20, 22, I think that's his sweet spot. All right, we'll talk some college football when we get back. Bill Bender going to join us here. Chuck, we're hanging out in the Kia Studios. Sports right now to the game. Odyssey.com app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. 
Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. So who is this person? It's John Juggery. Are you sure? Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Back with you on the John Chuckery Show. Live in the Kia Studios. Wednesday night with you. 404 That's the Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. If you want to leave us a comment there. Odyssey app is how you catch us on the go. Social media at 92.9 The Game. I'm at JMCH316. He's at underscore Dylan Matthews. We get ourselves ready for another big week of college football. Some really good matchups uh, this weekend, especially in the SEC. I think there's some very intriguing games in the SEC. We head out to the waitfor.com hotline. Let's talk to a buddy. He is the national college football writer for the Sporting News, Bill Bender, joining us. Of course, you can check him out on his Twitter page, at BillBender92. Bill, as always, man, appreciate a few minutes in Atlanta as, believe it or not, we are a third of the way through the college football season. Yeah, and uh, thanks for having me on, and this thing goes quick. You know, it's a 14, 15-week sprint to the Bulls, and then we go from there. So uh, we try to enjoy each week, and like you said, there's definitely some intrigue this weekend. How, if you take Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, who are clearly the top three teams in the country, how big does the gap between where those teams are at and where the Michigans and Clemsons and Southern Cals and you know, Oklahoma State, how big is that gap, do you think, right now, Bill? Well, I mean, we're going to find out with Ohio State and Michigan eventually. Um, That's the good thing about that is we'll see it on the field. I think there is a gap between those three and everybody else. Michigan is probably the closest because I think with J.J. McCarthy, as he continues to mature, they're going to be fine. And they had an off week last week. So did Georgia, honestly. I mean, you can't. Like, you can't say Michigan looked human and then, you know, just glaze over the fact that Kent State scored 22 on Georgia, right? And that's that's what I like to call, like, the nitpick part of the season, right? We're nitpicking teams when they're still going to win the football game. Bill, uh, and by the way, your Bobcats, right? They get Kent State uh, this weekend, so um, try not to beat them too bad. Yeah, my wife went to Kent, so oh, okay. I, I got to protect the house this weekend. We always – 
she doesn't really follow it. All as right. Much, you know, but uh, it, uh, she'll still say something if Kent wins. All so right. uh, the, we got to protect the house. The fight Nick Saban's of Kent State. So anyway, um, look, Ohio State, I'm going to say right now, I'm going to go ahead. Let's go hot take a little bit. They have about as good of a group of offensive personnel, and then when you mix in their offensive line that I've seen in a long time because their depth at wide receiver, which we knew they were obviously terrific, but the fact that you know the best wide receiver maybe in the country hasn't played a whole lot. Now you have two running backs. Their quarterback is figuring things out. You know, again, I am super excited about the idea of seeing an Ohio State potentially, you know, Georgia matchup because I want to see – that personnel of Ohio State's offense, which it's just amazing against Georgia's defense. How, it does look like right now, Bill, that this Ohio State offense is really kind of rounding into where we thought that they would be. Yeah, I mean, they had the 21 against Notre Dame. We all freaked out. Then all of a sudden, 77, 45, 50. They made it look easy against Wisconsin. I was in the press box for that last week, and they just – they're so much faster. I think that's what the thing that really stands out with me when I watch them is how fast they are, football fast. Um, amazing to watch. And you just said it. I mean, I wanted to see it last year. I wanted to see Ohio State's offense play against Georgia's defense last year. And if it's possible, I think Ohio State's offense might be a little bit better because of that two running back system with Mayan Williams and Travion. And Georgia's defense, I can't say it's better because that's just a legendary all-time defense they had last year. But it's not like it's bad. It's very elite. Bill Benner joining us on the WaitFor.com hotline, National College football writer for the Sporting News. When you start to look at the rest of the top ten, the Michigan's, Clemson, Southern Cal, Kentucky, Tennessee, who do you think is the most real of, let's say, that next group of teams in that top 12-15? And who do you still have some real question marks about? I mean, I think – if Clemson beats NC State, they'll answer all of my questions. You know, like the fact that DJ Uwangalele was amazing on third down against Wake Forest with those big-time throws. Um, defense got lit up a little bit, though. Um, I really like USC. I like the glamour factor. You know, I, I like Caleb Williams, Jordan Addison. That offense, I think, it can be elite. Um but I don't know if they have the guys on defense to do it. They've relied a lot on turnovers. And um, you know, the rest from there, I mean, like I said, Michigan's a little bit – I think they're probably the best of the three right now. But um, they've also got the least experienced quarterback right now in J.J. McCarthy, who hasn't had a lot of starts, going to make his first road start in what could be a tough game against Iowa this weekend. Bill, I had a chance to talk at SEC Media Days with Hendon Hooker. I love what Josh Heupel's doing. I, I, I'm enjoying this Tennessee team. Uh, I thought that was a terrific win, and I thought both quarterbacks were outstanding in that game. I wonder, Bill, if – and I'm not saying Tennessee is going to beat Georgia, but with that kind of offense and that personnel, to me it feels like if you're going to beat Georgia, you're going to have to find a way at some point to score some points against Georgia. You can't, you can't just hope that you do. You're going to have to make some plays against them. It feels like that Tennessee offense, that's another group that's starting to really round into form, and Hendon Hooker's been amazing this year. Yeah, and they've got a 50-point offense, and I think you hit it. You're not going to beat – if you're Tennessee, you're not going to beat Georgia 24-17. to You're going to have to do what Alabama did to Georgia in the SEC championship game where you just get the defense out of sorts. 
and it's very rare that that happens. But if Hendon Hooker can make huge plays, they get healthy at receiver. I like how they, you know, in the past, as you know from watching Tennessee, they'd probably find a way to lose that game to Florida. And they tried to at the end, but uh, they, they didn't lose the game. So I'm interested to see how they come out of the bye week with a top 10 ranking against an improved LSU team. If they can win that, I think we're going to get the answer to our question when Alabama rolls into Neyland on the third Saturday in October. Bill Bender from the Sporting News joining us on the WadeFord.com hotline, National College football writer. Is it amazing that Kentucky's gotten a 4-0 considering that Chris Rodriguez is just coming back now this week against Old Miss? I mean, look, I think he's as good a running back as there is in the SEC and obviously a big part of what they want to do. But it does say a lot about Will Levis and what this team has been able to do to get to 4-0 without even having him in the lineup. There's a toughness about that program that I really appreciate with Mark Stoops. And you know what is interesting this weekend as they get ready to play Ole Miss, there's a little bit of a toughness around Lane Kiffin's program too. They're they're running the ball for 280 yards a game. Um, that's impressive. And, you know, I think that's where this game is going to be won. If they get Rodriguez back, can they establish a run? Can they control a little the clock a little bit on the road? Those two teams played a thriller in 2020, and I'm wondering if they won't do it again. But, yeah, I mean, I'm very impressed with Kentucky, the quarterback, three 300-yard games so far for Will Levis, and uh, trying to keep that momentum going there in uh, Lexington. And maybe they are a football school after all. <laughs> and, by the way, quick tease uh, for our listening audience, I am actually going to talk to Mark Stoops tomorrow. We will play that on our college football, college football game time show coming up on Saturday. Bill, uh, let's let's switch over here locally to you know obviously the big one of the big news is in college football just what's going on at uh, at Georgia Tech you know I, I more than the right fit or who's going to be the next guy and things like that I've said this about Nebraska and I'm saying the same things about Georgia Tech at some point those programs more than figuring out who's next need to figure out. Why did it not work? They went the alumni route. They went with rah-rah. They went with two guys that I thought were good young coaches, and it just blew up at both programs. And it seems like before we get into discussing who's next, there has to be some soul-searching about why did it not work with these two guys given you know what they were walking into and, and given what the situations were that neither one of those guys – we're able to figure out how to turn those programs around. Yeah, it, it, it's interesting you said that because I looked at this the other day. That since 2015, Georgia Tech and Nebraska essentially have the same record. Mm-hmm. You know, they're right bunched up together. And I think it's figuring out the why for sure. For Nebraska, I think part of that is not trying to recreate the Osborne era and just moving on and being open to new things. And at the time they hired Bill Callahan, yeah, they weren't ready for that. But now it's been 25 years. It's time to move on. Georgia Tech, it's finding a way, finding a coach that can recruit Georgia, try to catch up with – I think the Georgia Tech job's harder, actually, because you're dealing with an in-state monster in Georgia that's established and producing NFL talent at a record level. So, I don't know if Dion's that or – you know what I mean? But I do, I do write a piece for tomorrow that says – this is the new reality in college football that guys are getting fired during the season. It's already three power five coaches. There might be four and five on the way with Carl Burrell and Brian Harzen. And I think it's about the recruiting calendar and getting a head start for the next year. 
you know, you know, Bill, I brought this up the other night talking to one of the beat reporters for Georgia Tech. I, I think where and and it, it's funny that you said what you said. Tech's got to get back to focusing on winning the ACC Coastal. You can't worry about Georgia. You can't worry about being in that level. You can't, and I know we're talking in-state rival. I get it, Auburn. Listen, if if Harson beats Alabama last year, the conversation is totally different where we're at right now. You can't think that way at Tech right now. The gap between where Georgia and Georgia Tech is is maybe more than it's ever been in anybody's lifetime right now. But that doesn't mean that you're that far away from Virginia, Duke, Virginia Tech, those kinds of programs. And and I think Tech has to get away from worrying about winning the press conference, focus on a guy who can come in and build a program that can win in your division, the ACC. You get good enough, then we can at some point talk about Georgia. But I think that's the mistake that people are getting into around that program is thinking that, you know, hey, we got to try to – you're not going to close the gap right now in Georgia if you're Tech. That's fair, and that's a fair assessment. And, you know, like I said, I, I did their record from 2015. and 2014, you had an 11-win program that played in a New Year's Day six bowl. So it's not like it can't be done at Georgia Tech. Um, you're exactly right. The Coastal is very wide open from year to year. We have trouble picking the winner of that division, partially because Miami doesn't really have its act together. Um, you know, that was proven once again last week. Um, so, yeah, you find somebody like that, an up-and-comer. I mean, like a guy like Jamie Chadwell would probably be a hit down yeah. there. That, that's my, like that, Bill, done. that's my number one name is I'd, I'd like to see. He's only making, I think, eight or 900000 right now. But, you, you know, the crazy thing is, is Coastal Carolina right now not a better program than Georgia Tech? I mean, you can, they're probably going to play in the New Year's Day Six School this year, <laughs> the way they're playing. And yeah. the way – I just like when you watch – you know, there's certain teams – and, I, you know, I don't watch – have time to watch all 131 teams on any given week. But I will say this. When Coastal's on, I keep the remote on that mm-hmm. game for a while because I enjoy – I think their offense is just fun to watch around a guy like Grayson McCall. And Georgia Tech can get a Grayson McCall-type player there, no question. Last thing for you, Bill, uh, and by the way, that yeah, I mean, that offense took one play to score against Georgia State uh, last week. But anyway, um, if Brian Harson is the most on-the-hot-seat coach going right now, who's after him? Who who else is out there that needs to get some things figured out? I mean, I think Mike Nor- Norvell has done a really nice job with Florida State this year, but who's kind of that next guy that that better be looking over his shoulder if he doesn't get some things figured out? Well, I won't even say Carl Burrell at, at Colorado. He's also in real trouble because of the way that they're getting beat, and they may press reset again. Um, you know, from there, it's I don't know that there's somebody that jumps off the page necessarily. Say Neil Brown, and the loser of that West Virginia-Texas game is going to feel a little bit. I don't think Steve Sarkeesian is going to get fired, but if Texas is sitting there after the Alabama game and they're sitting there at two and three, that's going to make some headlines, headlines that I didn't think would happen, but partially because Quinn Ewers got hurt. I mean, I, that's one injury that I really think changed a lot of things there in week two, changed it for Texas, for Alabama, and uh, the season at large. Well, it's going to be interesting. We've got a lot of good matchups coming uh, this weekend, especially in the SEC, and he is the national college football writer for the Sporting News. Check out all of his work at sportingnews.com and follow him on Twitter at Bill Bender. 
92. Bill, as always, man, appreciate it, buddy. Thanks for a few minutes. We will chat again soon. Uh, thanks for having me on. Take care. You got it. When we come back, we will get to what's bugging Chuckery. Umpires are becoming the worst. We'll talk about that next. Chuckery in the Kia Studios, Sports Radio, 92 on the game, Odyssey.com app. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back to more John Chuckery. This party's gonna rock. Make Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Sports Radio 92.9, The Game, back with you on John Chuckery Show. Hey, uh, you can uh, listen to Thursday Night Football coming up tomorrow as two in the Dolphins tangle with Joe Burrow in the Bengals. All of the action is right here on your home of NFL football, Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Pre-game starts at 7.30, 8.30 on the kick on Westwood 1, and also right here on 92.9, The Game. 404-741-0929. That's our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. To be a part of the show, Odyssey app so you catch us when you're on the go. Social media at 92 on the game at JMCH316. He's at underscore Dylan uh, Matthews. Don't forget NFL football tomorrow, as we just said. Friday, the high school uh, high school scoreboard show. Uh, you'll be in producing because you're on that show more than you're on this one. Um, no, 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 uh, no. What? Excuse I, me? It's the same. Oh, I'm on, okay. I work both of those shows once a week. Okay. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So, God forbid if we ever do three days again, you know, we might not see Dylan. You know, I'll, I'll be back, you know, we'll once, have... we, once we get out, once we get past football uh, season, you'll be seeing a lot more of me, Chuck. Um, I am going to talk, by the way, I do, uh, I am coming down here tomorrow morning real quick. I am going to talk to Mark Stoops of Kentucky. So we're going to, I'm going to interview him and we'll have that for a college football game time show coming up on Saturday. That of course is eight to noon. It is the best college football show, not just in America, not just on earth. In the Milky Way galaxy. There's in the not multiverse. Even, there's not, yeah, there you go. We're the best in the multiverse. So you might see Dr. Strangelove or, you know, Aquaman or Spitterman or somebody like that show up out there. Speaking of which, you saw uh, Hugh Jackman is coming back as Wolverine on we, Deadpool. We talked about that last night. Did oh. you see that video with Ryan Reynolds? Uh-huh, it was hilarious. Yeah, so that's good stuff. Now they can't figure out... Uh, did you see when the date is for that movie? Yeah, September, September 6, 2024. 2024. Yeah. That's two we're still 2 years away from Deadpool. <laughs> yep. Like holy cow, what are they making War and Peace or something? It I mean, must be. Is that, is that movie going to be 8 hours long or something with intermission or something? Well, you know, they 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 might have to they might be slowing down production because, you know, a lot of stuff is can't come out about, you know, like 
post-production people and like CGI people saying like Marvel is the worst to work for because there's oh, such really? strict deadlines. Yeah, because really? they're because there's strict deadlines. Like the people who do all the post-production stuff, they don't they don't like to work for Marvel. Yeah, Day Day now we're talking. You know, we've seen. You know, I saw another uh, trailer for the um, Black Panther movie coming out. You know, that's going to yep. end the whatever the the Phase Four or whatever like that. It's going to uh-huh. end all that. This is going to be very intriguing because we're going to get Submariner. That's cool. They're very um, cool. Yeah, because I, I remember him from the comics. Um, he was their answer to a qua man, but um, I like Submariner. <laughs> I like that character. So going to be very interesting because, I mean, I guess it is going to be his sister is going to become. And, and Day Day said that in the comics she does become um, Black Panther. Right. Because they, they, they are going to acknowledge that T'Challa has died. Like, they are going to acknowledge in the movie that, oh, okay. that he's dead. Like, that's been part of it is that they're not now, They're not saying Chadwick Boseman right. died, but they're saying that the character of T'Challa is is dead. They're supposed to acknowledge that in this mm. movie. So, which, again, don't you kind of have to? Yeah, I mean, you, yeah. I, I mean you, can't, you can't. You can't ignore that big elephant in the room. Exactly, right? I mean, you can't insult people's intelligence. I mean, I, I'm, we're, and we're not talking about the real-life aspect of it, but with Chadwick Boseman not being able to do it, you can't like cast, you know, Jimmy Bag of Donuts and put him in the suit and say, "Oh right. yeah, well he's it's still T'Challa or whatever like that." No, he was so good in that character that that's one of those things that you can't just. It would be like it would be like recasting the Joker with Christopher Nolan, yep. and and then letting people think that that's you know. You know, it's just a continuation of Heath Ledger. Yeah, you, you know, you can't you can't switch you can't switch them out like you switch no. out Batman. Right, exactly. Yeah, I mean that that's exactly right. So you 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 have to you have to just acknowledge it and move on. So, but we will see. It uh, I'm I'm that's probably going to be a movie I head to the theater for. Like that that one. Did you also see quickly before we get to What's Bug and Chuckery? Did you see Christian Bale? Um, did an interview where. So, you know, he was in that Tahor movie. Yeah, that Thor movie was actually very okay. good. It was, what, it was what's pretty good. The, what's the bad guy he plays? The killer of gods or whatever. Oh, uh, what's, uh, what's the He's bad guy's name? He's painted white and all that kind yeah. of bald and painted white. I got to look it up real quick. I'll right. tell you in a second. Well, he did an interview, though, where he said that they filmed some more intense scenes with his character, but... They would have had to make Tahor a rated R movie to get those scenes in. Oh that, wow! That, that he went with he went to the director and he said he wanted to push the boundaries of that character. Oh. and do some more intense stuff. Oh my! And they filmed it, but they had to cut it all out, or it would have been a rated R movie. Wow! Now I didn't see it. I don't know. You know, I don't know how intense his character is. In the movie. It's intense, but it was nowhere near rated R. Tense, right, but because it was intense. It's, it's PG. I yeah. mean, so Gore the God Butcher, by the by the way, okay. was the name Gore. So you know, obviously, Tahor has kind of moved in a more comedic kind of direction, right? For sure. I mean, the way that you know, the way that the character and especially the people around him have kind of moved in that direction. But Christian Bale said he they filmed some more intense scenes because he went to the director and he's like. Let's get this character more intense and things like that. But they cut it all out. And he said that it would have had to have been a rated R movie to leave wow. those scenes in. I did not know that. Now, how cool would that have been? That would have See, been that, nice. That would that Then you would have gotten me interested if Tahor would have gone to rated R 
and the bad guys going out there whacking people. And you still could have kept the comedy in because, and you know, just have those scenes with him be a little bit more serious. You yeah, could, right, could, exactly. You could have I mean, kept the movie the same. I, I mean, Beverly Hills Cops are rated R movie. Yeah. I mean, they swear and they have violence and all that kind of stuff, but it's a comedy. Right. Right? I mean, you can do that, but that would have been very interesting to see. I'll guarantee you. I, do they even release movies on DVD anymore? Maybe Blu-ray still, okay. but not really. So, that's one of those things that would be on a Blu-ray edition. You know what I mean? Like the deleted scenes from Tahor. Right. We you know? need that. And and what does he play? Lady Gaga, the god killer or whatever. He's Gaga, <laughs> god killer. Gore the god butcher. Okay. All right. So he's Frank Gore, and he's <laughs> toting the rock for the Colts and killing gods or whatever like that. So anyway, but I thought that was interesting that he said, yeah, they, they'd have had to make a rated R movie if they'd if that they'd have turned it into a rated R movie if he – that left those scenes in there. Yeah, that's you know, interesting. Chris, I didn't know that. I, I, who was I talking to about Christian Bale? Oh, the girls at the at the place where I do my uh, therapy and all that, the physical therapy and all that, the, the cryo and all that stuff. She's a big fan. The owner's a big fan of Christian Bale. And we were talking about that, that, you know, he likes to push his characters in a quirky, different direction and all that kind of stuff. And so I could see him doing that with a character like this. Oh, yeah. Because I don't think he's ever been in a – comic book type of movie before. Nope. I mean, I besides I, Batman, Batman obviously, yes, yeah. but I mean, I don't think he's done any of the other Marvel movies or nope. any like ever shown up or anything like uh-uh. that. So, interesting stuff. All right, let's get to uh before we get out of here, let's grab a what's bugging Chuckery. Hold on one second. The so hot, the hot, the hot keys messed up on me. Here we go. You want, you want don't look now, out. but somebody out there just got Chuckery ticked off. <laughs> like that's hard. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. It's time for What's Bugging Chuckery on Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. You know, I brought this up with Rob Tribble and Mike Bell when we were doing the crossover and stuff like that. There definitely seems to be a bigger level of angst between players, managers, and umpires. Now, look, I, I get in the history of baseball that there's probably been some angst among those different factions and things like that. But I will say that there did seem to be a different level of showmanship or theatrics, but still respect when it was the umpires against Earl Weaver and Lou Pinella and people like that, and even Bobby Cox. You know, there might have been moments when they didn't like each other in that moment, but they had respect and they could move on from there. It doesn't feel that way now between umpires and baseball players. Last night in the Mets-Marlins game, um, the Marlins pitcher, who was um, Richard Blyer, I believe is how you pronounce his last name, he set a record last night. He had three balks in one inning. So, last night, the home plate umpire was Ryan Blakeney, and the first base umpire was Lewin Diaz. And after Pete Alonso grounded out, um, or no, before that, they he had a couple of outs, and then Ryan or Jeff McNeil got in on an infield single. With Alonso at the plate, he got called for a balk three straight times and it allowed McNeil to come home. Now, I'm half a century, and I've never seen or even heard of something like that. 
And when the inning was over after Alonzo was out, Mattingly went out and got thrown out. Blyer got himself thrown out. Now, how is it possible that a guy who's pitched 300 innings in the majors and has never had a balk ever? So if he's got 300 innings, let's just say the the absolute bare minimum would be is he's thrown 300 pitches, right? Let's say if he only had one pitch per out and he's pitched 300 innings, 300 pitches minimum, okay? The number's probably three times that many, right? He's probably thrown 900, 1,000. That's probably even conservative, okay, in 300 innings. How does a guy who's thrown, uh, let's say, 1,000 pitches that's never had a balk called against him have three in the same inning? And I'll guarantee you that's not the first time he saw those umpires because they all there's only so many umpires. There aren't a thousand umpires in, in Major League Baseball. You have a finite number of those guys. How did that happen? It's it's Angel Hernandez and those kinds of guys. And I get it. Umpires are under fire now, right? They're getting the robots out. They're getting Will Smith out. They're getting all this stuff out, all the technology. People are screaming at them. You know, there are Twitter sites, right, that are dedicated to evaluating an umpire's performance in every game, every single night behind home plate. And they show every – and look, I, we do it here in Atlanta. You know, our buddy Grant, Chris Willis, they tweet out all the different missed calls and stuff like that, right? So there's a firefight right now for the soul of umpiring in baseball. But you do nothing to help the situation when that goes down last night. And I don't know if he balked or not, but if you have a guy that's thrown a thousand pitches and never had one called against him, and he gets three, and by the way, for a sport in baseball that doesn't very often set new records, he's the only player since, are you ready, 1900 to have balked three times in the same at bat since 1900. What year are we in, Dylan? 2022. How many years has that been since the year 1900? 122. So he's the first guy in at least 122 years to do this. And you're telling me he did this. You know what I mean? Like you're telling me that he did this. Starting to smell a little fishy. Yeah. As in it stinks. Yeah. As if it's, Not only fishy, but it's fish that are sitting on the sidewalk in the sun on a 131-degree day, and it hasn't rained in six months. I don't know what the deal is, but there is definitely something about umpires in today's baseball that it's gotten more personal, it's gotten more petty, it's gotten more cantankerous. And it's gotten less fun. It's not Earl Weaver throwing second base. It's not Billy Martin kicking dirt on an umpire. It's not Lou Pinella turning his hat around and screaming at an umpire. There is now the umpires feel like they need to fight back. And I don't know what started this. I don't know if there's any history. I don't know. But even if there was, 
There is something severely wrong with how umpires are handling situations in today's baseball world. There should not be a stat like that broken in modern baseball unless you're telling me that an umpire has an agenda with a guy. And that's what I feel like that this was. There was some kind of agenda. I think Angel Hernandez is a guy who has agendas. I think there are enough of these umpires that they're tired of seeing their work critiqued the way it is, and there's agendas, and they're looking for some payback. Maybe, maybe not, but it sure feels that way. And remember, perception has the same effect as truth, and that's what's bugging Chuck Reed. All right, we get back from the top of the hour. Let's talk some Georgia State football with the voice of Georgia State, Dave Cohen. He will join us up next. Chuck Reed in the Kia Studios. Sports right now to the game, Odyssey.com app. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly 